my name is Mansi and I am obsessed with unearthing every little secret about parenting, babies, business and wellness that will help you navigate through all the questions you always wanted to ask but didn't know who to. I'm a simple woman from the maximum city who quit her high-paying marketing job to start India's most trusted discovery platform for parents. Think of this as your play date with a fellow mom over wine or coffee who loves her kids but also needs her happy ass without them. Shy away from the real talk? No ways. Whether it's money, business, failure, baby, sex or frustrations of not keeping it all together, we've got you covered. So now grab your tea, sit cozy and stay tuned for another stellar episode of Keep It Real Podcast by KidStopPress.com. Earlier, our parents only worried about what will our children be when they grow up? Will they be successful? Which kind of means will they earn enough money? That's how we measure success, don't we? But today, the world has changed. The definition of careers and success has transformed. Parents in schools understand that skill sets are more important than labels and defined career paths. And that's exactly what I'm going to be talking about today. My guests for today are teachers, professors, and yes, I am nervous because the class is going to begin. Today, I'm chatting with Professor Mukesh Sood, Associate Professor at IIM Ahmedabad, has three decades of professional experience divided between academia and entrepreneurship. He's an engineer from IIT Delhi, founded several small-scale industries involved in abrasive blasting and thermal spray coatings. Mukesh began his academic career in the USA, after which he was a tenured faculty member at the Dolan School of Business at Fairfield University. Mukesh is a visiting faculty at Ashoka University, Delhi NCR, and the Naropa Fellowship University at Leh. At IIM Ahmedabad, he conducts executive education programs on design thinking and creative entrepreneurial organizations. He is on Picky Science, Tech and Innovation STI Committee. We're also joined by Professor Priyank Narayan, who is the founding director of the Center of Entrepreneurship at Ashoka University, a leading liberal arts university in India. He started his career with IBM. He has been an entrepreneur for many years before joining Ashoka University. Priyank teaches courses on design thinking, innovation management, and developing an entrepreneurial mindset. He's a guest faculty member at IIT Delhi, IIM Ahmedabad, HEC Paris, and Naropa Fellowship at Leh. An MBA from the Asian Institute of Management, Manila, Priyank has also studied at IIM Ahmedabad. He has completed executive education programs at Harvard Business School and Singularity University, California. He holds a PhD from the Department of Management Studies, IIT Delhi. Their latest book, Leapfrog, is now out and if you haven't gone ahead, go grab one now. It will help you thrive. And of course, we're going to spill the beans as we go along. First up, guys, thank you so much. I was just telling uh, telling Mukesh that I think teaching is one of the toughest jobs in the world. I've just finished grade 8 first terminal exams today and I feel a sigh of relief. So, you guys are doing this day in, day out, teaching, um, teaching children and that too, not your own, which I think is commendable, is absolutely commendable. You know, you'll be like, Are, itna mein nahi aata. like how, whatever. But but to do what you guys are doing, I think is is commendable and and absolutely when you come from such esteemed colleges. Um, tell me a little bit about the book. How did you guys decide to collaborate? Why Leapfrog? Um, and and how did like was there like a tissue paper idea? Because I'm asking because Priyank, you teach entrepreneurship. 
what was what was the thought behind leapfrog right so mukesh and i have been teaching uh, together for the last 6 years now and one of the things that uh, really struck us was the kind of feedback that we've been getting from our students uh, what's working for them what's not working for them how recruiters are looking at our students and in general just the whole success in a career whether mm-hmm. it's entrepreneurship or whether they join an organization and then you know eventually do other things in life um we just felt that there was so much of conversations that were not getting captured um for a larger audience so our objective of putting together the book was to give a little sneak peek into our classroom uh into the conversations we have with our students outside the classroom both at ashoka and at i amdavad so with this context we came together and put this uh, book right so what was the like like tell me about uh, was it like a classroom was it like a staff room conversation was it like a coffee day coffee conversation tell tell me how did it really come about like what so was like the genesis when we realize it as academics uh, we research and we publish in scholarly journals which are read typically by let's say half a dozen people most of them are our psc students so why can't we take out those nuggets of of gyan that exist yeah. in research journals and make it into uh, something readable something usable um, and that's why we thought of uh, doing this it it inspired yeah. many lunches that we have together when i come here on fridays uh why can't we take the gyan out and spread it to a larger to a larger audience right um of course there would have been thoughts that this must have been done before uh i'm sure that these these sort of things exist was there ever a feeling like um and i asked you this because most entrepreneurs go through this as well a lot of children go through this is Uh, has someone already done it will this be good enough uh, you know um, with this it didn't make sense right we always question our actions before um, and and these are all self limiting beliefs in many ways um, did that happen so yes we've actually looked at uh, some of the most popular books that exist in today's time around self help career entrepreneurship business strategy and everything i mean if you look at the book it has um close to 4 500 citations and and references that support what we are talking about in the class so um we looked at practice we looked at what is working but none of this is a figment of our imagination or only anecdotal yeah. they're all supported by very very solid research that's been published globally on uh, factors that will get you successful in life in career and so on um and to answer your question it's it's the way the book is packaged is the way the book is talking about various examples stories applying it to yourself and so on so you will find ideas that you heard before but we push you to think of it in a different context right right which is which is so relevant Sorry, yeah, actually, a little differently. Rather than give students theories and frameworks, uh, which students, you know, it goes goes above their head. Mm-hmm. If you package it as a story, as an anecdote, and then explain a little bit more, then they can see how they can apply to their own lives. Right. Um. You know, which is I think so so important because uh, just the other day, you know, we were, I was at an event and I had like a, 
you know just what you said right that it is backed by research we had somebody who was talking and he was like yeah you know you have so much stuff coming there is there is a content overdose that is happening and a large part of it is only from one person's experience versus a wider data set right and therefore i think when you say this backed by research makes so much more sense in a world where uh, there is a whole whatsapp school of learning there is a whole instagram school of learning and i think that makes so much sense the other day there was this um you know picture of this lady uh, and said 15000 um, iranians have been uh, prosecuted or something and somebody actually said guys can you please stop spreading fake uh, stuff on instagram right because please at least verify the news and i think i'm so glad that you said that because i feel like um, at least it's coming from a source uh you know um who's who's been through a larger data set and is is obviously backed by research um pink is a very interesting thing about giving structures and framework what are the kind of structures and framework we're talking about and 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 how would you say that one can take that forward into sure so the book actually gives away six practices to thrive and each practice is supported by three pillars that you can use develop to actually imbibe the the practice right so it's it's not just okay these are the six things you need to do how do you get to those six it's right the last chapter is called the personal journey map mm. and that's actually one of the most powerful tools that we've developed over um, you know so many years of working with our students uh there is a there is a business model canvas which is a very popular tool uh, used to develop a business plan for a startup and on a single sheet of paper yeah. we got inspired by that and said can we apply this to yourself right to your yourself as a startup a startup of you yeah. and use the personal journey map to actually develop your own road map to where you want to be so yeah. there are tools techniques help guides in the book that will help you develop your journey map and uh, also how do you track your success so how do you measure what you've been able to achieve and that's a interesting framework that uh, many of our students have used and found it actually beneficial you know right. when we took a course in entrepreneurship example the end of the term do uh, what they submit to us is a business model canvas with these nine boxes where yeah. they test the journey of their startup and that's what they spend the entire term doing so we asked ourselves why can't our students trace their personal journey and that's what inspired us to to, to give a framework which is actionable which you keep revisiting at regular intervals and trace your journey right um you know when when you spoke of um, success it also makes me wonder that a generation which is um so frugal with their time and their attention and the the definition of success for them keeps changing um and you know a recent guardian article had actually said that this generation would rather chase sunsets than pat up paychecks i don't know if you guys managed to read that or not um but to that point has the definition of success changed and the reason i reason why i ask is is it becoming like you know is it becoming a move, like a moving goal post and therefore does the framework still apply yeah so the framework applies in every context in every situation because you define what is success for you 
That's and a so, tough question. You're making it sound very easy, but I think I think the definition of success is so disillusional. Yeah, and and you know, um, Ansi, over the years that we've uh, interacted with students, a lot of them have ideas of what they want to achieve at different stages of their life. So not every element of success is relevant at every stage of life. And uh, the tool helps you define that with timelines. So that that becomes an interesting element. Also, you know, a lot of students today are especially obsessed with early success yes. or, early yes. or, you know, hyper growth or, yes. or quick impact. And we've also deconstructed that a little bit and said that it's, it's okay to take time in, in being successful. Um, we've also said that there are, there are people who will experience success later on in life. Yeah. And again, the way they define success is something that, you know, is, is personal uh, in their context. So um, the last epilogue actually talks about how, um, you know, there are late bloomers who have done so well. And, um, and, and there is room for all kinds of people in this world and success is not about how fast you make it, but how happy you are with what you've achieved. Right. See, that is the framework that we have given is not static in time. It needs to be revisited. So you start filling it up and then you, there are loops within them and you go back and then you reconsider what you're doing and whether you really want to go where you thought you want to go. So those loops uh, are what really powers you forward finally. Right. Um, also, um, you know, Sat, when you mentioned about the late, you know, a, a question that, you know, when I saw the back of the book, the back cover of the book, and the first thing that, that kind of, uh, as an individual and as a, as a mother, uh, kind of caught my eye was the question that you've actually put, are maestros born or made? That, that to me was uh, a very, uh, a line that really got me to start with the book, right? Uh, and more as a parent, right? Because we're all expecting today. Um, we all want prodigy kids without putting the effort in, right? And these ones are going to be the future. So really, are maestros born or made? What's the answer? Well, for that one, you'll have to read the book, Mansi. Um, it's, it, the, the, we've talked about the story of Mozart. Yeah. Um, and uh, and what he did and how he came about to what we know him today. Um, so um, I would say that uh, get hold of that story. Everyone who's listening has to uh, has to of course uh, read it. Uh, you also said a very um, you know very very interesting thing, which was uh, we need to create space for boredom, right? Uh, and with this culture that's currently on, which is hustle culture and too busy and and all of that, how do you advise people to create space for boredom? So, you know, I think first and foremost, we need to acknowledge that not every moment of our lives is going to be full of entertainment. And full uh, of productivity. And full of productivity. I know, I know there are people who actually write in, or especially entrepreneurs, they feel that, you know, I'm, I'm taking a break I'm doing injustice to my business, right? How can I take a break? You feel guilty. We have so many people who write into us that if I'm not, I'm, I'm taking a break or I'm spending time or I'm actually going on a holiday, I actually feel guilty because I can't disconnect from um, from that business or from that that life or that person. 
Um, so how do you how do you advise creating space for boredom? So we've talked about first and foremost acknowledging that you need to accept boredom as a part of your routine. Uh, the second that we've talked about is actually how do you create fun in the process of practice, right? So when you are when you're perfecting an art, when you're developing a skill, when you're getting to becoming better at something, uh, one of the reasons people drop off is because they say we're getting bored. Yeah. And that's something that we've tried to address uh, through the process of making, you know, um, fun, having fun in 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 uh, in whatever you're learning and doing. So we have used example of the spelling bee um, champs, who are kids who are in their teens and they take part in a spelling bee competition where they've virtually memorized a dictionary. And we show you how through grit, by accepting boredom, making um, del doing deliberate practice, which is fun. They do so well. So we have used all these examples and stories to reinforce uh, these six pillars and the 18 practices below them. You know, when you spoke of the juggle example, uh, the, the one book that comes to mind, and you've spoken about uh, that quality as well, which was uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth, right? And you've spoken um, a lot on grit as well. Um, tell me key skills that you feel will be an absolute essential for, for people to leapfrog and strive? I think all six of them. I don't think you can uh, pigeonhole or just say these one or two are important. I think all six of them will help you, whether it is great multidisciplinary thinking. Uh, to me, I'm very fond of intellectual humility to recognize that there are certain domains that I am good at, but there are certain domains that I know nothing and I need to learn from somebody else. Uh, we use the example, uh, can somebody be so stupid that they don't know how stupid they are? And yeah. we use the example of a bank robber who paints his face with lemon juice because he's told that lemon juice is invisible ink. So we've given a number of anecdotes and I think all six skills or all right. six practices I think are, are relevant. Okay, um, another another um, another quick one here, which would be on um, you know you guys have obviously seen students through so many generations, right? What's what's the change that you're seeing um, culturally and from a thought process perspective as well? So I think that first this time, um, <laughs> students, as Priyank mentioned earlier, wanting to see impact on the ground. They, they see a host of challenges all around and they think they have some answers. Yeah. So they're not ready to wait, pick up a job, earn a lot of money, then start looking around at, at what interests them. They want to do it right now. And that's the big change I see in the last 10 or 15 years. So impatience, would we label it as impatience, Professor? I, I don't think it's impatience. It's just a desire to see impact. Is it desire to see impact or is it instant gratification? Or is it both? What do you think? So I think uh, it's it's a little bit of both, but it's also a little bit of, I want to experiment uh, with many things before I make up my mind. So I, a lot of my students say, I'm looking at this job only for the next few months, for a, for a year, for two years. And, and these are some of the best jobs that they get on campus. Yeah. And you know, one it, in our generation, they would, we would never want to leave these jobs and they're very clear no i'm doing this only for a limited period of time uh, and and i asked them what do you want to do next they want to do something which is diametrically opposite yeah. in, a, in a very different part of the world so 
this is a huge change that we're seeing the ability to do different things i'll i'll take one more uh, you know sto- i'll share one more story with you mansi i think moonlighting is something which is a hot topic today Absolutely. everybody is talking about it i think the restlessness to do different things um they do they want to moonlight and juggle multiple hats right so and they have multiple interests so you know whether they want to pursue a hobby or they want to do a side gig as one of us my students want to do a side gig as a comedian one of them wants to actually play guitar um and and music as a band um uh, as a side gig one of them wants to write as a side gig one of them wants to actually teach as a side gig so there are lots of these opportunities that exist today and we need to create ecosystems that will support these because otherwise you lose the best that the this talent has to offer an organization mm-hmm. um so that's been a huge change uh, that we've seen over uh, the generations you know, right see the research is so clear that most students do not work in the domain they have studied yeah they will, they will make changes they will find other things that interest them secondly the first job is only the start of their career it's not you know in our parents generation at least my parents generation you picked up a job from college and then you waited till you retired now all yeah. that is completely today people right. want to experiment they want to try new things and follow their own passion right two thoughts that come to mind one is of course that uh, you know i think th- this is today it's only facilitated because there is access to do a side gig on so many fronts but the fact is that humans ha- we are multifaceted right why were we only thinking that the only facet to me is work and you know like i'm often asked this question like right? what's your title and i find that very vague because i find the title as a very limiting part of who i am but the fact is that the title today means so many different aspects of my life right uh, so therefore i feel that the the moonlighting or the side gig or the hustle culture or whatever they call it today is primarily because there is access to uh, to share that and to make a and to make a living out of that but that also makes me believe that loyalty is going to be a thing of the past because like mukesh said that you know we started at one job and we ended at you know pretty much at the same job is no no longer going to be expected of employees or customers as always if you love this episode don't feel shy from sharing your favorite moments and key takeaways from this episode with a screenshot and tag us on instagram it's @mansi.saveri@kidstopquest <laughs>